and welcome to a new episode of A Fire Inside Out. I'm your host, Ben Hansen, joined as always by the trusty Jeff Cork. Hey! How's it going, man? Trusty and rusty. It's been a while. So we've talked about every AFI album. We've talked about a couple of things that have no relation to AFI albums whatsoever. We licked the barrel clean and scraped it. Right. But wait! What? Music. There's still, like, music that they put out that we didn't discuss. That's right. It's like getting to the bottom of a yogurt container... And then finding out there's another, like, uh, metallic lid that you can peel off on the bottom. And then it's just a whole bunch more yogurt. Is that what you're doing with your spoon when you have yogurt? It is very distracting. I'm one of those no people joke. that will scrape every scent frantically. Of it. <laughs> and <laughs> like, then I'll just stick my tongue in, like, an anteater to try and finish it off. And all the while, just making direct eye contact with you, Jeff. Yeah, and you have, like, a big white circle around your mouth when you're done. It's not great, <laughs> so, is all I'm saying. So here we go. This Let's is AFI's it. reserves. Uh, these are rations that we sprinkled out after we've covered a- every uh, AFI album. This is the Lambus bread that I'm gonna, we're just going to gobble it all up <laughs> like greedy hobbits. Is. So this is yes. all the rare recordings, all of the offshoots, all the covers, every basically every AFI song that we have not talked about so it's far. true. I think it's everything. We should thank the AFI News Headquarters. Lovely folks over there, they have a great list that compiles all of the rare stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really as easy as going there and then ordering it chronologically and exhaustively and searching on YouTube. A lot of YouTube. Uh, so I apologize for sound quality here because I'm just going to be running all these off of YouTube, off a of computer. Well, some um, of these AFI should apologize for the sound quality too. I and think. we will demand their apology. We're yeah, going to hold their feet to the fire with this one. Um, so we're going chronologically, going yes. from the earliest rare stuff to the newest rare stuff. So it's going to be kind of fun. It's going to be like a mini version of the podcast all over again and seeing this evolution. It's true. It's a weird deal. <laughs> so we'll see if we have any new revelations for you or if we just get blank stares going across the going across the floor. Which here. you can participate in uh, from home. <laughs> so first track yes. is from uh, the year of Jurassic Park, 1993. Uh, it is off the Dork EP, which I've, you've seen the Dork EP cover, right? Well, yeah. And I saw a picture of it on YouTube. Okay, great. Yeah, it's it's Guy Normal's it's Guy Normal. dorky face. It's really, really cute. You should definitely check it out. But the first song is called Red Hat. And let's take a listen to this gem here. Give me your, your raw read on Red Hat, Jeff Gork. It was super fun to hear that. Oh, really? Just to go back yeah, to the olden days? to the olden, olden days. But yep. even for the olden days, this track, it sounds uh, like Davey's singing in a much deeper voice than you expect compared to the rest of that super, super early stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more subdued. Um, and, but you can still tell, even though the audio quality is rough, I'm sure partly from YouTube and partly from AFI, that it's like, it's a, it's a deeper octave than you'd expect. Yeah. It's a kind of song, it's like only 50 seconds long or something, minute and a half maybe. It's uh, mercifully short, mm-hmm. but it struck me as the kind of song that's like good for a garage band. Yeah, for sure. If you saw a friend of a friend's uh, band someplace play at a coffee shop and they played this, you'd be like, oh, all right, this is this is solid. This is if, better than I thought it would be. If there was a battle of the bands and they played first, right. you'd think, they may or may not win this thing. How many battle of the bands have you gone to? One. How'd it go? Uh, it was a high school in a small town, not a whole lot to do, and I remember being thoroughly unimpressed. 
I was like, all right, maybe I should start a band. Was there like an aplazo meter? No, no, no. We didn't have that back then. Okay. It was an honor system. And uh, somebody won and you were not even impressed Nobody by qualified. Nobody qualified. They <laughs> said, all right, let's just go home. They opened the gymnasium doors, get yeah, the hell out the of here. white flag was waved. <laughs> and we all suffered enough. All right, next track. Yes, sir. Is from 1993. This is from the Behind the Times EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is called Born in the U.S. of A. Let's listen to it from the beginning here because it has an That's interesting a opening. Good place to start. Frank won't be coming in today, Joe, or tomorrow. Frank quit, bought a goat farm, moved to Ukiah. <laughs> I'm playing instead of a Wii remote. I should have explained. <laughs> Actually, I like the rhythm of it when it gets into... Born in the US of A, Cork. What do you think of this little ditty? This is one of those that you, your friend who's in the Battle of the Bands... You hear them play for the first time, and then you hope on the ride home they don't ask what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew I knew it wasn't gonna be great when it starts with a clip, like a like audio clip of something. I've never been a fan of that. If you remember, right from way back when. What if it's yeah. from the 1987 classic Dragnet, starring Dan Aykroyd and uh, and Tom Hanks? You know what? There's a lot of movies I like a lot. Uh huh. It could be uh, the Predator. Saying want some candy from Predator Two. Uh-huh. Uh, it could be RoboCop saying one of his cool lines like "Look out, jerk!" And it doesn't matter because I don't want to hear that beginning of a song. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the music. Yeah, this yeah. is about as political as AFI gets. Uh, the song's called "Born in the U.S. of A." Obviously, yeah. But did you did you read the lyrics or anything about this? Of course, I didn't. All right. Have well, you been paying attention to how this works. We normally bleep songs, which is a long story, but okay. because of where we're hosted, we like to censor the music. But luckily, because of the audio quality and the fact that it sounds like it was recorded in a basement from 1972, you can't really hear it. But yeah? here, I oh, will, I will give it the honor and uh, say this quite clearly. Okay. Uh, here are the full lyrics to "Born in the U.S. of A." And I hope you're ready to this change your political beliefs. Withering court. criticism of our our whole system. That's right. I like really big. T- mm. I like really big. T- Reading pornos, watching girly shows, taking off their clothes. I like watching gay men fight. I like watching gay men fight. Walk like a macho man. Love Hulk Hogan. Love the slogan, quote, Hulk rules. <laughs> it's a pretty good slogan. Yeah. When they cover it now, they, they cut out the Hulk Hogan stuff and don't really address him after recent they events. They still like f- though. That's true. Okay. Uh, I'm just God's gift to earth. I'm just God's gift to earth. Walking in a strut across the side of the bar, driving a Chevy truck. You know me with gun racks, got a 40 growing up, eat and live and breathe dregs. I'm born in the US of A, born in the US of A, born in the US of A. I've been trying to be a man. I'm just trying to be a man. Drink from dawn tonight, looking for a fight. Makes everything all right. I like really big I like really big I think I'll look up to all the girls. A slut might just beat me up. You know me with gun racks, got a 40 growing up, even though I've got three. Uh, Well, sh- I think this is a really effective way to structure a song is mm-hmm. through the voice of someone you hate and you just have them 
say all kinds of nasty stuff. And then people stop and think about their lives. They really think like, like, wait, I'm that man. I'm this walking caricature. What have I become? I have a gun rack. I, it'd be, I'd be surprised if Davey wrote this one. This yeah. might be a Kresge joint back in the day or something. Uh, but it's, it's probably the oldest sounding song in the bunch. Uh, I'd rather hear him sing about bowling, actually. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on from Born in the U.S. of A. Let's do that. We got first cover of the bunch. Um, this get, is get from, ready for more. That's right. This is 1995. Um, it's a bonus. There's a hidden track on the vinyl version of Answer That and Stay Fashionable. Uh, and it's Man in a Suitcase by the Police. Let's take a listen to it. I know something I won't tell. I won't tell. I won't tell. I know something I won't tell. one cork i well i i don't think they sound like they're doing anything of their own until like the bridge and it kind of temporarily sounds a little different okay uh and there's a really rough like key change in this one you're like everyone's kind of getting there on their own time yeah uh i think ultimately it's kind of like what i would characterize as like a b-side syndrome where it's like well we kind of went to the trouble of recording this for fun it's not fit for human consumption, but here you go, fans. You know, so we'll just put this on the other side of the of the single. Don't look there. Don't look there, but you look. So Joke's it's kind of it's all <laughs> it's all your fault. I had the terrible. He laughs at the chorus at one point. There's like a little bit of a laugh, which yes. is kind of nice. I like that a lot. Yes. Let's uh, towards the end here. Uh, they start to crack up in my favorite way. Let's listen to the ending here. <laughs> they know jokes are on you as you said <laughs> 20 years later some idiots will be doing something called a podcast and we're yeah. gonna actually talk about it quite a bit uh yeah i had the horrible and dumb realization of this song where like when it started i was like oh i like this afi sound like i like this sound a lot and it was like oh yeah, that's right i completely forgot that it was a cover like yeah. i'm not that familiar with the bass song i guess by the police and then i went and listened to that one and remembered that i don't really like sting's voice no like i like some police songs but i actually like the way davy sounds more in this one more than sting it can be a bit much. It can be a bit much. Also, I love the ending where it falls apart because it reminds me of Me First and the Gimme Gimme's 
Yeah. Almost every song they record, the end yeah. just turns into, yeah, yeah. Just scream. Yeah. It just yeah. goes nuts. It's how every song should end. Just yeah. everything crumbling down around it. You should listen. If you have, you probably heard the song a million times, but that feel police song, a good police song is synchronicity part two about, it's about the Loch Ness monster, which is a sincere weird. Loch Ness monster song. Yeah. That sounds all right. It's super. It's a really weird song lyrically. So I recommend, like, if you're not a big police fan or whatever, yeah, here, listen to that song without reading the lyrics, and then listen to it again reading the lyrics, and it's it's really kind of a funny song. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, all right. Also, I think that track was a really good opportunity to show off uh, Jeff Kresge's bass work again. That old band. There we go, man. Uh, moving on to the next one. Still in 1995. Uh, this is a cover of a Dag Nasty oh, my song. Uh, it was released on Bombing the Bay, which is a collection. Uh, this song is called Values Here. Let's uh, check it out. I don't want to offend any Dag Nasty fans, but mm-hmm. I listened to the original one of this, and the singing's not that great. Again, I prefer Davey, but again, I know I'm a biased because it's a goddamn AFI podcast. Yeah, this is like a really faithful cover, and I'm with you. I prefer this one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a pretty simple song, but I think it's kind of cool. It's okay. It's it's super okay. Yeah. I like the sound of it right out of the gate. It's beginning to sound like a little more complex version of AFI, even mm-hmm. if it is a cover. Here's the, here's the chorus of this one. There we go. Values here. I will remember this one for for years. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, <laughs> next one Great. is another cover. This one is from the Punk Fiction compilation, which a fun you see, piece of wordplay that is. Did you? It's really clever. It's a stretch. Did you see the cover of the Punk Fiction album? Yeah, I did. Is that Davy Havoc? It sure looks like it, doesn't it? As like the cover of Pulp Fiction, but like cropping his face. Yeah, Wallace. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're going for. I think that's um, what they, exactly what they're going for. It's the <laughs> Pulp Fiction soundtrack cover. Yeah. Well, it fits the Quentin Uma Tarantino Thurman. vibe because of the Reservoir Dogs theme. Uh, yeah. For Answer That and Stay Fashionable and whatnot. Um, but this is a cover of a band called Negative Approach. Um, and it's super, super short. But here is the beginning of it. This song is only 55 seconds long, by the way. Yeah, that's the only note I have on this I wrote. Short song. Right. Yeah. It's a short one. And actually, this is one where I prefer the original uh, singing. I think it sounds a little bit better, more complex. But 
Pretty forgettable. It's good for a punk fiction uh, roundup track there. You could do worse, I suppose. You could certainly it's do worse. quickly, if nothing else. Speaking of. Speaking of. All right, here we got. We're jumping into 1999, my, my AFI sweet spot. Um, this song is called Hearts Frozen Solid, Thawed Once More by the Spring of Rage, Despair, and Hopelessness. <laughs> Going for a nice subtle. We'll let you read into it. Um, and there's actually more lyrics, I think, in the title than the actual song itself. Yes. Um, but this is off of a really interesting album called Short Music for Short People. Have you heard this album? Do you have it? Yeah, uh, yeah I've listened to it uh, just off YouTube. And it's a bunch of like punk bands and punk rock bands. And they just have a bunch of like 30-second songs and just kind of rapid fires through all of them, which is a really fun idea, um, especially for people with really short attention spans. So this song is only 30 seconds long. Um I think we should just listen to the whole thing. It'll be a it'll Let's be a fire inside out first. It. All right, here is Hearts Frozen Solid, Thought Once More by the Spring of Rage, Despair and Hopelessness. Cork, what do you think of this one? I love this song. The funny thing about this is, uh, I I was really into me first in the Gimme Gimmies and you know Fat Records uh-huh. and everything like that. So I got this album when it first came out. Oh wow, okay. So I was familiar with this song, and I really, had, yeah. I I as soon as it started, I was like, holy, shit, this is like that one song because I I love this. You still and remembered it, so you did know AFI after all. I didn't even know it. Yeah, you loved him ahead of time. Oh, I loved that's him crazy. ahead of time. Yeah, I I love this song. Wow, and it reminded me then as now of like. Like Danzig, Misfits, like that tone there, which obviously is a big influence on yeah. on the band. It's really like the sweet spot of AFI sound for me. And this just feels like a really good AFI song from that era, but era, but just like compacted down warrior wear style into like the best 30 second bite. Someone just put it in a vice and oh. made this really tight, enjoyable AFI song. It's Nicely got, produced. Right. If it would have just slipped in like four seconds of a breakdown and then like oh. two seconds of like a drum solo back yep. out of it. Like that would have been all you need from an AFI track. But yeah, uh, I know it's a tough thing to look up, but I really wanted to listen to the song again and again and again. Like as I was driving around, I'm like, I want to hear that AFI short song again. You can just type in AFI short music mm-hmm. on YouTube and find it pretty easily. But I highly recommend that compilation too. It's yeah. fantastic. I want to listen to it again for yeah. sure. Um, and this song, I it's my favorite of the bunch just to tip my hand of all these rare songs that we're covering. Yeah. I could really go for this song again and again and again. Mm-hmm. All right. But that is that one from 1999. Now we're moving on to the year 2000. Um, ah. Another cover by a band known as Guns N' Roses. Yes, sir. And the song is My Michelle. This comes off a compilation, which I think is a really fun premise again, which is the Punk Goes Metal compilation. Mm -hmm. It's not the most hardcore metal song to do 
in that bunch, but uh, it cements uh, your theory of how much AFI... Further vindication. Yes, that AFI likes Guns and Roses, that there's a lot of crossover there. Yeah, I used to, like, when I was, like, a sophomore in high school, I think, obsessively listen to Appetite for Destruction. It was, like, my favorite album. Really? And uh, listening to it again recently, like, lyrically, there's some, like, questionable stuff that just zoomed right past me, whatever, but I would love to hear AFI... Cover that album. Just the entire album? The entire album. Where does My Michelle rank on that album? It's pretty high. I like that one a lot because it really spoke to me uh, as a, a kid in Alaska. Um, heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it's like, about? Yeah. Right, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. I, My I, Michelle. How much should I respect Guns N' Roses on a scale of 1 to 10 if I have really very few opinions on them right now? Do you like rock music? Yeah. Appetite for Destruction era Guns N' Roses is a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. I should go back and listen to You should go listen to it. Some right. There's some stuff that you'll listen to you and be like, holy sh-. Like Sweet Child of Mine on that album, like it goes on forever. The, oh, really? It's not the radio edit. I mean, it sounds really badass and everything, but yeah. It just never ends. Uh, so I like that Davey's able to squeeze in like a little bit of Black Sails, even though this is 2000 years. He does a really good Axl Rose too. Like, it's, it's pretty solid, it's yeah. Close, it's close enough where it's not like he's just aping it, you know? Right, right, right. But I like his little, he gets to kick in with a, come on, right Yeah. Here. Great cover. I'll always be a sucker for that. Yeah. There we go. And there's also a, a cool breakdown. I know this is stupid to dissect my Michelle, but I like the sound of this breakdown here. Oh, it's badass. I feel like uh, this is kind of AFI starting to take covers more seriously. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's just some like half-assed lark. Yeah, for like, sure. I don't know, but probably because they love Guns N' Roses, so it comes through. Uh, all right, moving on to synesthesia, mm-hmm. which definition, please, Mr. Quirk. Synesthesia is when you can see sounds represented as color, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, I think it's just like, like a, a your crossing of the crossed. senses, yeah, in some weird way. Is it like a diagnosis? Is it something that happens every once in a while, or with some people, is it more pronounced? Is I believe it like the it's force? the condition that some people have. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Unclear if Davey has it, but this is from the Sing the Sorrow Sessions. It's a B-side released on the British edition of Sing the Sorrow. I listened to this. I could not believe that we didn't cover the song. Like, it sounds so familiar to me. I listened to it a lot back in the day, but I went back through all my notes and I couldn't find anywhere. So we must not ah. have covered it, which is crazy. But let's uh, start out from the beginning here. What do you think of this song? It's one of those songs that, like, completely see where you're coming from. It sounds very familiar. Yeah, it fits right at home in Sing the Sorrow. It's pretty amazing. It didn't make the American release, at least. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, I like the lyrics coming up here. Or I'll play it, then tell you the lyrics. It's got a good call and response. Yeah. Chorus. 
overall, you're a fan of this one? Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it really made me want to listen to Sing the Sorrow again. I feel like even going on the Loveline episode, I wanted to re-listen to it again, but now mm-hmm. it's just kind of cemented in. But the lyrics there are on like 30 seconds. Uh, it's, please let me haunt as scent on your pillow. Which is a unique phrase. Hmm. And it's letters of past are tear-stained and wrinkled. Uh, but repeating the phrase, please let me haunt as scent on your pillow, I really like. It's a deep conditioner. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it has one of the most badass breakdowns yeah! on all of Sing the Sorrow. Yep. Let's get to that here. better with him getting higher in power bridge actually we'll have to listen to this it's always a dopey move to be like echo in comfort 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 <laughs> and make your little own echo which i feel like AFI has done before yeah uh, but still i'm a big fan of synesthesia uh put it on the record go back yeah put it on yeah all right next track we're up to 2004. Uh, mm. This is Head Like a Hole. It's a cover from Nine Inch Nails. Did you know where this track was originally released, Cork? No. Okay, this song made its debut directly after Crazy by Willie Nelson on the official release. In that it is on the official soundtrack to Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Mm. Which is confusing. It's all like songs that are in the game themselves itself and then at the very tail end they have afi's cover of head like a hole so their cover of head like a hole is in san andreas i don't know if it's in game i'm trying to remember i don't think it is or just like songs inspired by the game but it's not the rest of the album is all original stuff and like i looked around to try and find out why this happened like maybe they couldn't get the rights to nine inch nails version of it yeah and there's just a ton of forms of everybody being like why is this AFI cover on the San Andreas <laughs> official soundtrack? It's so it's such a bizarre choice. Why? But another good instance of uh, AFI going into the world of video games in a strange way. But let's listen to the beginning of Head Like a Hole here. <laughs> Sounds like it should be on the SSX soundtrack. <laughs> shockingly faithful to the original song. Yeah, like the beginning of it, it sounds like, okay, they're going to put their own unique AFI twist on things. And then when it actually kicks in, it is a cover band that's like 
afraid they're going to get booed off the stage if they if they're <laughs> too far off the the charted course. Right, right. I think Rockstar directed them on that one. Like, let's make it similar. Make sure no one knows that it's actually you, AFI, instead of Nine Inch Nails. But we talked about Nine Inch Nails' influence coming in later in AFI's yeah. career. But even 2004, it's interesting that they were clearly big enough fans to want to cover it. But uh, I think towards the end of the song, there's some mm-hmm. whispering that sounds a little bit silly. Let's jump. They're probably that saying here. it was these monsters that Rockstar won't let us leave. Dan Houser's a maniac. They're awful people. All that. I feel bad we never got around to the actual chorus of this song. I mean, if you have not heard... It, like a just, whole, you can use your imagination and I think you can figure it out. Target your soul. Did you like the song? Like the original? Both. Both? Both? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. It'll do. It'll do. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I remember liking it right when it came out, but I think it was just a cool novelty. It was connected to GTA because I loved San Andreas so much at the time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now we're getting to 2006. Mm. Uh, specifically something that a lot of people brought up and I felt like a real asshat for not calling out in the episode is when we were covering December Underground with Miss Murder, I was talking about how much I like the breakdown because it's like that hardcore angle. Yeah. And you're like, it just feels like it doesn't fit. Like, it should just be a slightly poppier breakdown. It would fit so much better. And then everybody sent me tweets uh, saying like, you idiot, the British version, the radio edit. It's totally a popular version. It's exactly what Cork wanted. Um, so here is the alternate mm-hmm. breakdown for Miss Murder off December Underground. You idiot. Here. You idiot. Back into the old one. So you get a little more of that call and response. There we go. Love it. So would you always listen to this version now going into the future? Yep. You prefer this one more than the other? Vastly. All right. But what about this one, Cork? Because <laughs> there's another version of Miss Murder that was released on the Japanese version of December Underground. Or maybe it was a B-side on that. But it's technically a duet with the Japanese uh, singer-songwriter Kiyosuke Himuro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's an odd one because it's not like... They're not singing at the same time. It just feels like parts of it were sliced out, and then he inserted himself. So here's Miss Murder with uh, the guest singer thrown in the mix there. So it's a weird deal. Uh, so does having like a Japanese singer thrown in there, does that make people want to buy it then, do you think, in the Japanese audience? Can they I, connect to it more because of the one guy kind of straining to have some warbly English thrown in there? I have absolutely no idea what they're trying to accomplish. 
Well, it gets it gets sillier in the breakdown here. Listen to this. Nice. There we go. I would put money on Davey and that guy never meeting each other in any capacity. It's just, oh, I'll send you over the MP3. You can slice your own vocals in there every once in a while. Yeah. I, if you want to make something okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be just okay. <laughs> so that's Miss Murder Alternates. I can't listen to any other version of Miss Murder going forward. It's always got to be that hot Kiyosuke Himoto <laughs> version. That's great. All right, moving on to a B-side off December Underground. Mm. It's found on the... Uh, six by seven inch box set is mm. how it was described. Um, this is called Fallen Like the Sky. Let's just listen to it right out of the gate here. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> This song is December Underground is all f***. <laughs> it completely sounds like a fully fleshed out song that should have been on that album. Yeah. I like it a lot. Oh, you like it a lot? Yeah. Got a lot it has lots of O's in it. <laughs> what more do you need? It's got the healthy O's. Yeah. Uh, here's, a, here's the chorus for this one. Falling like the sky. I wasn't as crazy about this. Maybe it's because no. I'm still not as crazy about the overall sound of December Underground. Do you think they're going for a pun with this the title? Like, falling like this guy? Yeah, I don't think they're going for that. <laughs> I really don't think they're going for that. Um, oh, well. There's some, there's some lyrics here that just kind of sums up, I think, my problem with the lyrics around the December Underground era, where it's, leave your stain and laugh, period. My wounds innate, period. Leave like they all do. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's kind of the cli- cliche guy. AFI thing. Yeah, he's Mr. Sad Guy. Everybody leaves him, but it's just like, eh, it's just not doing anything. It's not interesting lyrically. Mm-hmm. It, it's my overall issue with the Summer Underground, but uh, also the breakdown is just kind of like some guitar work. It's not really anything too interesting, but I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Hey, it eats their own. Falling Like the Sky, everybody, after Summer Underground. Je- Jeff Cork's favorite song, apparently. Can't stop raving about it, this guy. <laughs> Falling Like This Guy Is for the Suck. Um, next song is Jack the Ripper. Um, also December Underground B-side and they released it uh, on the iTunes version of December Underground mm. and it's a cover from our boy Morrissey AFI's take on Morrissey. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, he sounds like. Clearly, he's a big fan of the Smiths. I totally get it. But what do you think of this song? Oh, Davey must have been in heaven just be like, ah, oh, I get to sing all these snotty words. 
<laughs> He's <laughs> such a, a jerk. This is the snotty heaven. I like that he actually, I didn't talk about it, but in the Loveline episode, he was talking about the first time he heard his song on the radio, and he's like, what is this kind of snotty sound? And so he described, or maybe he described it as like snotty guitar, but I love that description of early yeah. AFI in particular. Whereas this is snotty AFI, but where he'd be like caressing his face as he's singing it, I think. Yeah. Um, so here's here's the breakdown from this song. I normally like Davies covers. Uh, this one, I don't think he really can pull off that Morrissey tone. I don't know. It didn't really do it for me. What about you? Yeah, Morrissey is kind of a singular presence where I don't think anyone else can really sing those those lyrics. Right. I'm sure because it's always like a little bit of like like he's in on the joke a lot of times, and if you sing it sincerely, kind of like how uh, Davies doing it, it just kind of loses something. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Um, next one is On the Arrow. It's another December Underground B-side. They really went just nuts with the B-sides, December Underground. I think the engineer had to kick them out. <laughs> enough. It's also released on the iTunes edition and as an Australian single, I guess. Um, but here is On the Arrow. Swallow the Ocean Cork. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it could be a cover. It's a pretty subdued track, even for December Underground. Yeah, uh, it sounds like the album Ender, and since December Underground already had an an album Ender, you can't right. have two of those. Yeah, yeah. It I, seems I, like something that would have been like 18 minutes of silence, and then this kicks in. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, it's it's pretty subdued. I like it. It starts out with like the Davey telling two points of view with the he said versus she said. Mm-hmm. It, again, it sounds like one that we already covered but i don't think we did i couldn't find yeah. it in my notes there's a moment in this song mm-hmm. that stands out to me uh when the piano kicks in because it sounded so familiar and i had to track it down but I just I'll let you listen to it for a second It sounds so much like the one song that is on December Underground, the one without any lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the musical and the lady being like, and then I'll be back home. Um, there's like the part where the piano kicks into that song. And like the first couple notes sound super similar to this. Hmm. Um, but uh, so I see this as a spiritual accompaniment to that other track. But mm. I, I think this one's pretty solid. I don't think it's too remarkable. Yeah. Going for uh, nice, soothing, sweet little music. But I like it. 
All right, next track is also off December Underground. It's found on the Japanese edition of December Underground, which is wildly popular. Um, it refers back to AFI's grand overall mystery, which we can't talk about. Rabbit, what? I don't know anything about that. But this song is Rabbits or Roadkill on uh, Route 37. Kill Route 37. Also, another one that I couldn't believe we didn't cover because it sounds so familiar. Oh, God, yeah. I immediately loved it, too. And I was like, it sounds super familiar. We're going to be really idiotic when we look back and realize that we've covered all these songs before and we just completely missed it somehow. Yeah, I said that I hated it the first time. Yeah, exactly. Right now, I'm going to say that I immediately liked it. (laughs) But at the same time, it was one of those songs where you're bracing yourself like, this is really good right now. There's going to be some kind of ponderous midsection where he's like whispering in my ear about something silly or like, it's just gonna fall apart, but nope. Yeah, the breakdown like it, it goes for something a little more hardcore. Uh, it, it's all right. Here's a, here's a taste of it. I think it's a totally fine song. Yep. Fits in well in Summer Underground. There we go as the iTunes bonus. Congratulations, you Japanese sons of bitches. It's interesting that AFI is trying to court Japan so much in this era. I wonder if that was just an overall like record label trend or this what the like reason for that was. Xbox 360 era Microsoft, am I right? Blue Dragon. Give it up, guys. Anyways, uh, next song, also of December Underground. Uh, bonus stuff. It is another cover. About time we get to another cover here. This is Don't Change by In Excess. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to this here. Already out of the gate, it's the most liberties they've ever taken with a cover. Yeah. That I can think of. Um, but here we go. think of this cover quirk i i like this one even though i was thinking about it like i listened to it several times i was like i don't know why it seems like so many things about it should just put me off like the individual components um but i think it works together as a whole like for in like in particular the way that the vocals are produced Uh uh-huh uh just really like fragile and kind of weird yeah usually that kind of thing i'm like "Eh, that i can do without that yeah, it's it's but, kind of like a rebuilding of that original song. It kind of feels like they shoved 
that NXS song through a December Underground filter. Yeah. In this case, like, oh, it's actually a good combination. Those two work pretty well Yeah, together. absolutely. Like, the original is more upbeat. Like, the NXS original is more upbeat yeah. and poppy. And this is one of those, and again, this is something I don't typically like, is just like, we'll strip a song down to its bones, and then that just makes it sound sad and poignant. You know, like, oh, here, here smells like teen spirit, but... Real quiet, like on a piano. Makes you think, doesn't it? About yeah. those mosquitoes. Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> uh, so here's a talking about the voice and how it sounds. There's a weird effect that they put on halfway through the song here. Davy calling from his uh, ghost phone booth. That's exactly like the little tiny voice on the telephone thing. I usually don't go for that, but I think it's effective here. Usually, I'm more of a fan of like Monster of the Megaphone, which I think they've done that in the past, right? Uh, then the, the weird daddy, little baby voice coming through a telephone. Go, 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 Mr. President. Snowy Webbs. And your baby. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so here's a. Uh, also, towards the end of the song, Davey goes for a super high-pitched note. How about super, but higher than normal. <laughs> also, the track ends on a similar note as a man in a suitcase where it ends and you can kind of hear like jade like touching the acoustic guitar even though it's like such a heavily produced song it's Mm -hmm. interesting to have that ending where you can kind of hear the fumbling around a little bit to make it seem more natural yeah you can hear someone says who gives a shit nobody's gonna hear this anyway (laughs) dude it sucks some of the power out of it but whatever (laughs) all right that's don't change all right next one all right speaking of high fidelity oh boy this is only a live recording uh and it's a it's not great. I think it was filmed through actually just uh, a piece of paper with a hole cut through it it's and the light projected. Camera. That's exactly right. All right, so here's a AFI doing Seven Nation Army back in 2007. 2006, sorry. I know this is a simple song, and I feel like people hate it because it's it's overblown. But Do people hate it? I every once in a while, I think I was I was at a party once and I put it on, and there was someone kind of gave me like the eye roll. Might have been her old coworker Dan Riker or something. Like, oh, this song. It's like, yeah, it's cliche. It was played a ton. I still get a lot of enjoyment out of Seven Nation Army. Yeah, I like it. There we go. Clearly, AFI loves it. Can't get enough of it. They're all wearing white. Well, yeah, man, December Underground tour. They gotta be. Really, they were all white for that. Yeah. Okay. That's a uh, remember like the DVD they're all wearing white and that. Uh, that's around that same era. It wasn't uh, a uh, Meg White reference or anything like that. Yeah. That's what you think you're going for. All right, next song is So they apparently they only played the song once. I don't know. Like, maybe they did it on that tour a couple times, but that's Well, that's what done. the comment said. Oh, really? On YouTube. <laughs> if you did some research uh-huh. now and again. And then he dropped four F bombs. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyways, next one is from 2007. Mm-hmm. It's for like an AOL acoustic recording, mm. AOL music. So they did like a cover of like Endlessly She Said um, as an acoustic version. But then also they did Ziggy Stardust. Uh, let's play it from the beginning because you get to hear Davey gush a little bit. This next song is by one of the greatest artists of all time, one of the greatest rockers of all time, perhaps one of the best songs in the rock and roll genre of all time. Um, Calm down now. Okay, yeah. I'm getting a little too crazy. Maybe not, though. I don't know. Um, Good radio, Davey. This is by the revolutionary David Bowie, and it is Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> yeah. play guitar, jamming good with Wind and Gilly, and the spiders from Mars. I think Dave just opened like a classic rock spreadsheet and just control f o i was like oh ziggy stardust here we go <laughs> exactly. 2007 era i gotta squeeze this baby in yep uh davy really goes for it here and i don't know if it's just because he's on camera for this aol session but there's a lot of mugging a lot of sensual movement he looks like he's having just the time of his life oh he's sitting on a stool too the whole time yeah like all good well, rockers there's so much you can do so you, you gotta touch your face that's what happens <laughs> you can't shake your hips i think it's just a relatively boring song for everybody else Musically, everyone looks a little bit bored with it, but it's a good singing song, and Davey really, really gets into it, which is nice to I see. I think it's really endearing for me just to see, like, the band. You, I'd say stripped of all the posturing, but you know, there's Davey, of course, who's excellent pick, picking up the slack. Uh huh. Um, but everyone else just, you see, like, these are just really talented musicians, all of them, uh, without a lot of the, like, like, is it a lot of the, the trappings of of image and everything like that you know yeah it'd be nice it's it's great and maybe since i love nirvana unplugged so much but it'd be nice to have like a full afi acoustic album or like a video especially just like take find the songs that would work the best and just have them go at it that'd be super fun the version of endlessly she said sounds okay but yeah i'm gonna jump back into the middle of ziggy stardust here ziggy played one time jiving us that we were voodoo the kids just crass. Ah, he was the nice. With God given eyes. He took it all too far. But boy, could he play guitar. Take it away, Jake. Take it away, Adam, for that line. <laughs> uh, I feel like, because we tease it, and we're trying to be all-encompassing here, we should play... The acoustic version of Endlessly, she said. Did you check this one out at all? No. Well, you're going to be in for a real hoot. All right. All right. Coming up here. Hello, everyone. We are AFI here inside of the internet for you live. <laughs> There's a ladder on the set, too. Just we to are set the stage. here to play acoustically, kind of exposed, cloth. raw, direct, and we're going to play a song off of December Underground right now, which is a group favorite of ours. Um, it's uh, one of our favorites to play live. We have yet to play it. Also, Jade is using a, uh, an AOL CD so as his pick. <laughs> here, live. So enjoy. This is Endlessly, She Said.
I'm like endlessly he said Jeez, get to it <laughs> Acoustic, she said. but there's a taste of AFI goes acoustic. Mm-hmm. I would like to see more of it. It's Likewise, a, it's a fun remix of their stuff. All right, next song. Moving on to Crash Love stuff. Uh, this is on the Japanese edition of Crash Love in 2007. Wait a minute. Oh, is it released on iTunes in 2007? Wait, is that right? Something must be messed up here. Crash Love didn't come out till later. Anyways, uh, this is Carcinogen Crush. Um, oh, I see. It's a confusing release. We'll get into it uh, after we start it here. That's my favorite effect musically where they just layer in a richer and richer sound as he builds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that sound a lot. But what do you think of Carcinogen, Carcinogen Crush here? I think it's kind of a dud. Yeah? Yeah, it didn't I, really do much for me. I like this one the more I heard it. It was originally written for Sing the Sorrow. Okay. Um, And then it was released on the Japanese version of Crash Love and it was also released on iTunes in 2007. But you probably also know this and experienced this before. Because it was in Guitar Hero 3 Warriors of Rock. Oh, really? So it was a weird deal where it actually made its debut with that out or with that game, and then fans like ripped it, and that was like oh, the only weird. way to like absorb it. But I'm sure there were like Guitar Hero failing noises going throughout the entire like, <laughs> They activate cron. star power at the worst <laughs> times. So it just sounds like garbage. So um, this was really was it exclusive to Guitar Hero? Yeah, three Warriors of Rock. Yeah, huh. but, and then eventually they, they sold it on its own through iTunes. But listen to the breakdown here. Yeah, I, I like, I like this that song, chorus a lot. But that is Carcinogen Crush. Yeah, I, I ended up liking this one. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking it was pretty okay back in the day trying <laughs> to watch YouTube videos of it off of Guitar Hero 3. But it grew on me a little bit. It's weird that it was sitting around for so long. If they finished it for Sing to Sorrow, and then it was years and years until it eventually got out there. But it's cool it finally did. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one. Mm-hmm. Ether. Ether. 
This was uh, available on the Japanese edition of Crash Love Again and the Medicate uh, 7-inch, most importantly, first heard, originally heard, on the NASCAR 2009 soundtrack. Mm. Here is Ether. like another band here. I can't figure out what it is, though. Cork Ether, what do you think of this thing? What a strange pick for a NASCAR game, huh? Yeah! Back. Let me tell you a story. Like that, he's got that weird voice in you sometimes. Yeah, the NASCAR fans demanded it. It wasn't originally on the soundtrack, and there was an uproar. Uh, yeah, it's a weird inclusion, but I think any song in a NASCAR game just sounds bizarre. Uh, so uh, here is a little kick-in moment here. Mm-hmm. Open my mouth and drink down the sea. That's two references in these Just bonus. Drinking the whole ocean. Yeah, the two references was... in it. The other one is uh, swallowing the ocean. Yeah, uh, on the arrow I had that one. What is uh Why this theme? Do you think? What's going on here? Well, I'm gonna level with you. Yeah. Do you think it's an allusion to ingesting semen? Jesus. I've heard people describe the smell of. Ejaculate to compare it to the ocean. I'm not joking. Who's doing that? People. Where? Friends? Romans? No. (laughs) Freakazoids? I've never heard that comparison in my life. You think Davies heard that and he's written it into these songs? I don't know. Was this an interesting thought? So you're saying the ether is ejaculate? I don't know. It's also uh, an appropriate component uh considering you know ether is sometimes used in some kinds of fuel additives <laughs> who knows what's going on and it also knocked curious george flat on his little monkey ass that's true when he was in the hospital so who knows was he in the hospital for breaking his leg from falling off the ladder or was it for when he ingested a puzzle piece which time was the ether because he's been to the hospital a couple times i could not tell you jeff cork okay. i think it was when i think he was actually in the bed alongside rod stewart uh, I think it's a very serious <laughs> oh, situation for swallowing the ocean. Just a, I don't even know. But anyway. I, I mean, the only thing that I consider is like, you know, is this his go-to analogy for like being overwhelmed and lyrically just swallowing the ocean seems like the trickiest thing to do. Or you could take your dark route. Uh, but here's the chorus. It's either. dark. It's just natural, baby. <laughs> It is just a lot of lyrics about opening your eyes and closing your eyes. I assume they're self-aware enough to realize that's a it's a unique AFI thing going on there. It's also what we do thousands of times a day. 
write what you know, Davey. Closing <laughs> and opening your eyes in rapid succession. Uh, overall, I thought this was a pretty okay song. It kind of fits like in the in the weaker tier of Crash Love stuff, I think. I think that summarizes a lot of the songs. It's almost they like never a, properly released. It's pretty okay. There's a reason a lot of these were not released. Yeah. Except, of course, for Hearts Frozen Solid, Thawed Once More by the Spring of Rage, Despair and Hopelessness. Yep. Which I think is genuinely an awesome song. It's so good. Yeah. Any song that opens with somebody just screaming, I will die screaming. Yeah. You're totally okay with me. Let the world know. All right, Cork. What do you think about going on this AFI journey one more time? I think it was great. Am I just doing a recap of the whole? This is like a B side of. Yeah, so give us a lesser version of your conclusions from AFI. It's good. (laughs) Uh, What do you want to do in the future, man? Uh, It's a big question. We've done we've done every AFI song. We're gonna talk to more band members, right? Yeah, working on it. Uh, (laughs) There's 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 one trail that Uh that I've been running down. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be doable. Right. Uh, we'll see when that actually uh, happens, whatnot. Um, one trail. There's like more, more than one. I know, but the... one, one that I have a lead on. Okay. One that uh, I'm the bloodhound following the tracks. All right, waiting for an email response at <laughs> <with> the computer, <laughs> banging my paws against the screen. <laughs> um, but that's where we're at. I think personally, I don't want to run this show because we're running right into the ground. But I think we might be nearing uh, black audio territory. Yeah, I would love to hear that. Okay. Uh, you want to commit for that being the next one? Let's do it. Or at least coming up in the future. Yeah, for um, sure. And I'm glad we're on a somewhat weekly weekly basis again. Thanks for everybody that tuned into the Loveline episode last week. We know it was a different one. Um, thank you for being patient <laughs> with my taste. Yep. Um, but we're going to not promise weekly from here on out, but we're glad we got two in a row at least. Yes. Cool. All right. Anything else you want to say, dude? No, man. All right, bro. <laughs> well, let's go hang out. And thanks for listening to this episode of Fire Inside Out. And until next time, bye.